Bam 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 The energy is already weird. This is Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Welcome. I'm Lisa Linky. I'm Misty Stinnett. And we are your co-hosts on this journey towards the center of self. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, each week we review and read a book and tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. um, The smarts, the dumbs. Yeah, all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that's that's a normal episode. This this week's going to be a little different. Yeah, so um, you know the drill. If you've been with us for the last... 60, 70 episodes, whatever years, number 60, we're in. Years. Um, and, you know, this is this is a special check-in episode. We don't have a book this week. So no. if this is your first time tuning in, go we back. want to say welcome. <laughs> I say go back. We want to say welcome, but we are, you know, it's it's interesting. Lisa and I have, have been alluding to some life things that have mm-hmm. been happening. That's true. To us on the podcast, and we uh, are going to share some updates today because it's relevant to self-help and self-care. Yes, and I think we also want to kind of table set so we stop dancing around it and don't have to not reference or reference things and just kind of get it out there. Yeah, and we started this podcast to read more self-help books, but it has been such a personal journey. I mean, Lisa and Sav and I have all cried at some point on the podcast or because of the podcast. I've even scream cried. Lisa scream cried. We have both burst into tears silently and not acknowledged it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> There's been a lot of leaking yeah. happening. And, um, um, you know, we're all about walking the walk That's with true. self-help and self-care. That and so true. we just want to be upfront. Um, God, I'm making this all sound so serious. It, it, well, it's not not serious. It's not not. It's not not. Anyway, we just wanted to give you guys an update um, and just kind of do a check-in with ourselves. Yeah, so if, if you're we're here coming f- up on a year almost of us recording and some stuff has changed. Yeah. Um, so if you want a book review and you don't want to listen to this. If you're like, Now's fuck you, time. Lisa and Misty. Also, Now's we cuss on this podcast. Get yeah, out. This there's, eject, eject, There's some eject. wonderful books behind us, ahead of us. Mm-hmm. You've got your choices, my friends. But if you are longtime loyal listeners and fans, and we love you dearly, yeah. we want to just kind of tell you what's happening with us. Lisa, what's happening with you? Remember how I was like, I'll go first. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? No. I just, I've, I've mentioned that my grandmother has been in, in poor health and um she your your 108 year old yes incredible grammy vivian grammy um is she's in hospice Mm -hmm. and um there's really no timeline i don't know so people have been lovely checking in my close friends have been lovely checking in but um i don't know what to say when they check in yeah um you're always so lovely asking if there's updates (laughs) and i'm always like can i send you a pizza can i have a pizza i don't know why it's that can i send you lala's argentine grill you know i had that today (laughs) i you know it's funny when you said i've got food on the way i was going to be like empanadas or a rose con pollo and then i did not Or a Rose Del Campo. It was the Melrose salad. Oh, wild card. I love. When I want a salad, I love that. And one (laughs) cheese and onion empanada. Thank you. Thank you. Um, It was a real bummer, though, because I didn't see the chimichurri. And I was like, ugh, I just have to eat this empanada. And then afterwards, I found it was the bottom of the bag. Damn it. On the outside Their chimichurri is the best. That's so good. That's the real issue here. So, um, yeah, Vivian is... 
you know, she's dying and she is kind of like such an important point and touchstone in my life. She taught yes. me all my dirty jokes. <laughs> she, Did she? She kind of taught me comedy. Um, yeah, I would visit her house every summer and we would watch Carol Burnett and she would let oh. me watch Benny Hill, which is so fun and funny that it's, it's so, like, it's such I watched a young Benny age. Hill with my dad as well. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just really hard for me to think about her not being around yes. and being with her. I've, I've been able to go back a couple times and talking to her about it is very painful and difficult, but I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I can have those conversations with her like and be present. Yeah. And I'm just sad. I'm just sad. Of course you are. It's a great sadness. So I've been grieving. It's a weird sadness to grieve somebody before they're gone. Right. And it's a weird sadness to grieve somebody who's 108. And it's a weird place because people don't know what to say. And, you know, for a long time, people, when they hear how old she is, you know, 103, 104, 105, they always say, that's amazing. You're going to live so long. And I tell them, like, that's not the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not... It's not an easy life. You know, there is the example of the person who's like, I skydove on my 105th birthday. But, you know, they're not the norm. Yeah. And... um, so it's just a very – I just find myself in a very weird place. Like good news happens. Um, I got some good news and my manager was asking like, are these dates okay? And I was like, you know, m- my grandmother is dying. I, I d- Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. And she's like, well, yeah. we'll work that out. And, then, you know, she was incredibly wonderful and she's so wonderful and supportive about that. Good. But just stuff like that is really hard. And I think the hardest part has been that – I just want to be there constantly. Yes. I want to be there every day and I can't, I can't yeah. afford it. I can't, you know, I, I can't miss opportunities. I well, can't yeah, afford it's to like board my dog. You can't stop your long. entire life. And especially and when you want don't, that, you know, and when you don't have a timeline. No. And it just makes me sad that I didn't spend more time and that every time that, you know, I've, since I moved to LA, every time I've seen her, she's always said, Are you sure you're staying in LA and are you sure you're not moving back? You know, like, mm. I just she loves you. She loves me so much and I love her so much and I can see why. Yeah. So I just losing this person is going to be so rough. Part of me feels like I can't really process it until after she's gone. Yeah. I, I imagine that especially for someone you're such an action taker. Mm-hmm. You're such a strategizer and an action taker. Yeah. And so to be in this anticipatory state. Yeah. I can only imagine that's adding a lot of complicated discomfort. Thank you. It it is. I think I felt really useful and helpful when I went home and lined up hospice. Like that was something that was easy for me to do. That was not easy for my mom. And I felt really good being able to do that for her and for my uncle. But like, you know, every time I'm there, I hate leaving. Of course you do. And, you know... Somebody said this to me about my own grandmother because I cry so hard every time I leave Nana's house. And my aunt was like, Misty, there's no amount of time that would ever be enough. It's if true. you moved in with her it's and you'd lived with her for 20 years, you'd go, I should have done it sooner. You know, there's you know, no amount of time that's ever enough. Even then when I'm home, like, you know, after you're there for two or two and a half hours, like she tires out. And uh, honestly, it, it isn't there's not is not enough time and you don't want to be there for more than that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I do. It's I do. just hard. It's hard. And the place that she's at is not great. 
it's not my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. So it's hard being there and hearing the alarm constantly go off and, yes. you know, like seeing her not be as happy. It's like it's just it's hard. And I feel bad that my mom is there by herself. You know, like yes. I really there's just a lot about it that is painful and bringing up a lot. So absolutely. So here's my question. Yeah. Have you found yourself incorporating any of the things or philosophies that we've read in these books or self-care? You know, it's so funny because homework, I've actually used for this a couple times. I did homework with this stuff. Um, And, you know, I have done some self-care, which has been great. Um, And just kind of being aware of that I'm in this state and having more compassion for myself, I think has been, you know, that I'm just like, my house is a fucking nightmare right now. And it's okay. I'm not, I can't, I just, I mean, I could, I could force myself, but also, but why it's so draining. It's why? so draining. A clean house is not going to make you feel better about this situation. A clean house yeah. is not going to necessarily feed you or give you what you need in this moment. I'm just sad. I just have a lot of sadness. Yes, of course. So I you think do. I've been more protective of my time and energy with people. You have. You have. And I've I've watched you do a beautiful job. I've watched you know, even when we're in conversations, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go. And I'm like, great. You know, like setting yeah. setting those boundaries and and I've also watched you let yourself rest a lot. Yeah. You're not like packing your schedule to the rafters. Thank you. You know, and it's you- hard and it's scary. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna miss out on something or I'm gonna offend somebody or I mean, I know that I won't, but I also it's it's kind of terrifying. I I feel like time stops in grief. Really I feel does. like everybody gets a pass. You know, we've talked I've, about this a lot. You have that phrase that you gave me was so helpful. It was so helpful, Misty. Good. Good. I was so grateful. Everybody gets a pass. People act like some people act like total assholes in grief. Some people just completely flake. Some people flake on themselves. Everybody gets a pass. We're not playing by the normal rules. No. So you can't hold yourself to normal standards. Or others, yeah. Or others. My you know, after my dad died, people acted fucking insane for yeah. a while. Yeah. And it wasn't until we all came out of that fog that I was like, oh, we're we're Acting crazy because it's a crazy situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to commend you on all. And you got yourself a massage. Yeah. You got yourself a haircut the other day. You have been slaying your auditions. You just had a night shoot. Like you, you have been keeping up with your career and your teaching. You've been, you've been going above and beyond. I really appreciate that. I feel like, I feel like I'm not associating and like just staying really distant to the feelings yeah they come up every now and then I'll like kind of visit them but for the most part I'm I think I'm kind of keeping them at bay and I feel okay about that and you should because when someone you know I my dad died suddenly so I have not had the experience of someone needing constant medical attention like in hospice for weeks or months at a time and and I can only imagine that to let yourself feel those deep, intense feelings for like five and six weeks at a time, you yeah. know, is how could you? How yeah. could you? And yeah. so that's also self-care to go, you know what? I'm I'm compartmentalizing and Deuces. I'm putting on a comedy. Deuces, yeah. baby. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Midsummer and be freaked boy, out. Boy, did I. <laughs> I saw it too. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. I appreciate it. And I really yeah. appreciate you giving me that feedback. That's, well, that's super helpful. Do you feel like... 
things we've learned from this podcast or these books have helped you had have any more resilience or no? I mean, I bought an Audi. Does that help? Oh my God. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> um, oh, Jensen, Cheryl, I fuck feel like, off. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't think I had anything particular in mind, but now that I think about it, I, I feel like I did talk to my body a little bit from Jill Bolte Taylor's mm. and my brain, like, yeah. just like, it's too much. It's okay. It's okay to rest. Like, it's too much, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because on my stroke of insight, she was like, I just needed a shit ton of rest. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Well, and also thank you. And also just having this safe space with you and Sav. And that has been really helpful. Yeah. And I mean, this podcast forces us to check in with our own thought patterns. My God, does it. Every single goddamn week. Speaking of checking in with thought patterns. Uh It's easy to talk about the other, though, isn't it? It is. Misty, what's, uh, what's been going on in your world? Oh, God damn it. Um, yeah, this is so strange to talk about. I know. I didn't want to get it. I didn't use details because that felt easier for me. So whatever I'm not you're gonna, comfortable I'm with. not going to use details because what I've learned in the last year, this last the last six months particularly, I've learned so much about boundary setting. And that's from you and that's from this podcast mm. and minisodes. You mm-hmm. know, even our minisodes of like, how do I tell someone no without letting them down? Mm-hmm. You know? Really setting boundaries. So the boundary I'm setting for myself and respect for everybody involved is I'm not going to get into details, but um, um, Zach and I ended our relationship. And, uh, you know, we we were um, together officially for six and a half years, but I have loved him for 12. Yeah. And it's been really hard. Yeah. It's been so hard. And... um. It's although it's a different grief than when my dad died really suddenly, it's grief. So so much grief. It's so much grief. And um it changes every single day. And um something that I have had to really practice, and this has been hard for my achiever, uh mm-hmm. part of my brain, is when a sudden onset of emotions comes up just sitting down just sitting down and letting myself feel it because I'm not a person that slows down or being 30 minutes late to work I've been late to work a lot in the last in the last month um um but my luckily I have a boss that totally gets it but um even this morning I had a great weekend and a great week and I'm surrounded by people who love and support me and I feel really supported and I woke up this morning and just was so sad yeah and I I was like I've got to read my next book for the podcast and I've got to do this and Sunday's my day to do laundry etc and I just had to like stop and cry and journal and take a two-hour nap and that's what that looks like and um you know uh There have been some complications that have come with disentangling two lives. Mm -hmm. And I have had to practice boundary setting, compassion, introspection. You even texted me about Gay Hendrix and taking I fucking can't believe two hundred percent response. And I think I wrote, I can't fucking believe I'm texting this. I cannot believe I'm about to invoke Gay (laughs) Hendrix. 
But I did. Because I felt like you were taking more than 100% of responsibility. Yeah, and that, that was surprising because here I was thinking I was only taking 50% responsibility. And then you were like, I'm going to invoke the 200% responsibility, 100 for you and 100 for him. And and I was surprised when you were like, I'm hearing you take 170% responsibility. And so um, it's just been really nice to have you and friends like you as a mirror. Um and something else I've learned is to say, I need help and I am sad. Yeah. And that has allowed me to get a lot of the support and care that I've needed. I have to say you have done a very good job of being present with your feelings and sitting in your feelings. Thank it's you. It's very easy to numb, numb out. And you have done a great job with that. Um, I think you've also done a really great job of just saying like, this is hard, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And giving yourself compassion and space yeah. and permission to just kind of experience this because there's no Emily Post etiquette on it. Yeah. There's no right way to do it. There's not. And I just think that that is the greatest gift that you could give yourself. And I I hope that you, when you call me and you are sad, that you feel what I um what I want to create for you, which is a space for you just to feel sad. You don't have to do anything else but feel I sad. I do. I don't want you to feel like you have to fix it or change it or, you know, make it nice or whatever. Like, yeah. it just sucks. It does suck. And it, it's it's completely fucking sucks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's really nice because so much of self-help and self-care is – Think positively. See the bright side. Find the silver lining, and et cetera, I my, look, et cetera. I find myself wanting to say that shit to you sometimes because it's For hard sure. to hear your friend in pain. For sure. But I really appreciate having a space. I just want to hear that sucks. Yeah. It sucks you're going through it. Yeah. It sucks. And you might feel this way for a long time. Yeah. That actually is way more comforting to me than... You know, and uh, only an empty heart can be filled. What? And no. <laughs> oh, I don't even so, know what that means. That is from, I want to say, a Marie Forleo episode of Super Soul Conversations. But um, but to to talk a little more specifically about what self-care looks like for me. Yeah. Um, salsa class. Yeah. Pole dancing class. You do love your pole. Which is really surprising. I actually wasn't expecting to ever take a pole class or to be so into it. But a friend of mine was like, this is going to be a rebirth for you. Mm-hmm. Take it. Trust me. And it's not It's not about like, you know, just like sexualizing yourself or whatever. It's about, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's about it's a dance and getting into your feminine power and all that stuff. So um, and, and for me, what's really helpful is getting out of my head and into my body. So salsa class has mm-hmm. been really great. Staying social. Um, having to read for the podcast. And sometimes self-care is like, I don't have, I'm crying too much to food prep this week. So I'm going to order in. And not feel guilty about it. I'm going to get a drive-thru burger and Mm -hmm. not feel guilty about it. Or I'm not going to run and that feels good. Or I'm going to run because that's the only way I'm going to get through today with any semblance of positivity. So Really just honoring what I'm feeling moment to moment and day to day, which I don't think I was as astute at before this podcast. Yeah, I find that really lovely that you're giving yourself that space. And, you know, I guess, have you found yourself using any of the things that we've covered outright or kind of indirectly? 
Yeah, like you know, we've talked we've talked about like love and compassion, meditations. I straight up saged my apartment. Yes, um, which was the first time I ever a little woo-woo did when that. I say yes. A little woo woo, but whether or not you believe in like the energetic healing power of Just like sage, a ritual is helpful. It was a ritual, and to walk around every corner of my house and say like. I'm I'd like to bring in, you know, energy for my highest good or whatever that mm-hmm. YouTube suggestion was okay. for incantation. <laughs> that could not be more adorable and I Listen, love it. Listen, I had to look up I like to, how do you how sage, do you an, sage apartment? an apartment? Well, a friend a friend, you know, heard what know. happened and was like, this here's white a bunch of which had sage. a channel on YouTube. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um that's right. And uh yeah, so it's been really interesting. Well, it just put some intention, right? Yeah, that's what it, it was is. mindful practice. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I am really proud of letting myself feel my feelings mm-hmm. because I I know that if I stuffed it down and tried to numb, it would be six, eight, ten, twelve months of this shit. Yeah, and I would rather have. I mean, you know me; I'm already strategizing. Like, how can I get through this as quickly? And and well, I do see that, and I yeah. think I have even invited your strategy brain to like. To lay down, yeah, and take a nap. yeah. But the point is, like, feeling it when it comes up. It, yeah. That and you know what that really resonates from is the Untethered Soul by Michael Allen Singer softening. because mm-hmm. softening and just letting seeing your body as like a conduit for pain and letting it pass through. Yeah, right. So job. not just stuffing it down. So so a lot of the books have been really on my mind. Um, for this, I've used five, four, three, two, one, the five second rule by Mel Robbins to just like. Get out of bed and go. I should um, probably try that. Or not. Or not. Uh, <laughs> self-care looks different for everybody. But but also, um, you know, invoking things like um, Brene Brown when I'm in a lot of pain and, and trying to stay vulnerable yeah. with people and my friends because I've been really hurt yeah. um, by some things in this process. And uh, just making sure that I'm not callousing over that in my soul so that I can remain open and the open and vulnerable person that I'm really proud of. I know. That's really amazing. And I I feel like all I say to you is like, I'm feeling protective of you. You say that to me all the time. Well, because that's my feeling. Because it's about that's because it's about me. I want to yeah. distinguish like what I'm saying is about me. Yeah. But here's what I'm seeing, right? Yeah. Like I don't know what's best for you and yeah. I don't know the right answer. But here's what here's what is coming up for me. Yeah. Right. Um just because you are such an achiever. And mm-hmm. such a strategy brain that, like, I see my friend, you work so hard. You really work very, very hard. Thank you. And I, I value that about you. And, you know, it's okay to to let that shit go for a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also um, our couples therapist um, who helped walk us through this process was like, look, you got to spend some money. On yourself. I love that she said that. She, Yeah, it was great. She was like, look, where you can, spend money. Because if you don't invest in yourself in these six months, you won't be healed six months from now. So I really had that in my brain. And I um, I actually tried to go get a massage at my local, like, cheap neighborhood place. Mm-hmm. But they're closed for redecoration, so I haven't gotten cool. it yet. But, like, you know, I haven't hesitated to go, like, okay, I'm going to take this dance class and do that. I'm going to pay to go to Synespia with friends. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create nice experiences for myself. Yeah you know or or get myself a nice dinner because I'm trying to love myself or buy myself flowers you know so um so yeah it's it's been really nice to feel like I have an arsenal of cherry picked tools yeah. from the books we've read from the mini sods we've had the discussions we've had um to pull out when I need them 
And I, f- I find that I'm much faster and more eloquent at expressing how I'm feeling much more quickly after an event happens, mm. you know, mm-hmm. than I was maybe three or four years ago, mm-hmm. you know. So um, so I'm really grateful to this podcast. But I, I do think it's important that, you know, because we can philosophize all day long yeah. about these books and how to incorporate them. But well, as, you, as the authors can also yeah, write about it. Yes. But you and I are going through real life changes yeah. and they're scary and we're feeling vulnerable and we don't know what the future holds. And that's as uh, Heather described in The Self-Driven Child, it, that's the most stressful thing in the world, right? Yeah. You have no sense of control. Um, it's novelty. It threatens your ego. All, all of those things. Yeah. Um, so it's been really nice to have those and just seeing what really works and what doesn't. And the surprising things that are like, well, you know, I hate to invoke Gay Hendricks, but here was his nugget of wind- wisdom. So. Yeah. Yeah, so um, to anybody listening, if you're still with us, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to know, is there any, you know, is there any, um, are there any bits of self-help that you've either heard on the podcast or elsewhere that you were like, wow, I'm really surprised that that's what popped up in this moment that has helped you? I, I would personally very much love to yeah, hear Yeah, I mean, if you've ever thought about writing us, you hear the glee in our voice when we read um, a listener <laughs> email, like, yeah. Please, please do let us know um, or, you know, let us know that our podcast has helped you none. That's also totally fine. Or be like, stop talking about your personal shit on a podcast. That's an okay feeling to have. (laughs) It's safe for everybody. Set a boundary. I I validate you setting a boundary. Yeah. But we just wanted to um, be open and authentic about what's happening for us and say thank you for being on this journey with us. Yeah. Shit just got real, everybody. I mean, uh, It's always been It's real. happening. But now Every, it's being real. Everyone listening is invited over to my house for no, wine. No, no, Everybody. No. With that, <laughs> life, life is, is abundant. abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye. Bye.